Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Friday, June the 9th. And are you set for a scorching weekend in Kent? The forecasters are telling us to expect temperatures close to 30 degrees over the next couple of days, our first real blast of the summer. In fact, it could be so warm that health bosses are concerned and have issued what's called a heat health alert. An amber one is in force until Monday morning. Well, we've got plenty of voices on this today. Let's hear first about it from Jen. Lipiat, who's from Age UK. We'd really urge everyone to check in on the older people in their life, ensure that they can, they are able to stay cool, um, that they have, you know, everything that they need to do that, and just remind them that, you know, it can, there are implications for if you get too hot, there's there's not only kind of like the basics, like, you know, um, sunburn and things like that, but, you know, in extreme cases, it can lead to kind of heat extortion. Um, heat exhaustion or heat stroke so being aware of kind of the signs and symptoms of those would be really helpful Um, you know some of the they're quite small things that you can do in order to kind of protect yourself but we would really recommend obviously wearing sun cream if you're out and about reducing your activity to particularly um, from those particularly hot times of the day so if you're you know you're going on a walk or you're going out and about maybe do it in the cooler times of the day in the morning and the evening drinking lots of water staying hydrated of course um, but also using water in terms of cold uh, cooler showers or maybe have a spray bottle to keep yourself cool um and uh keeping kind of curtains and blinds drawn during the hot the hot parts of the day and in the rooms that see sunlight and perhaps opening windows when it's a bit cooler. Our colleagues from KNTV have been speaking to Craig Snell, who's from the Met Office. For the last couple of weeks, back, back towards that kind of middle of May, um, South East England really have been plagued with a, a north to, to northeasterly wind. So we've had winds coming off the North Sea and even this time of year, the North Sea is pretty chilly. So it's just bringing all that cool air across Kent and, and just keep generally keeping temperatures fairly um, cool. But as we go through this weekend, we see the winds shift around to a southeasterly direction as we start to tap into a lot of heat from parts of France, Spain, the Mediterranean. So that all starts flooding up towards us. And that's why we're going to really see a big jump in the temperatures over the next couple of days. And you're talking about those winds there. How strong are they going to be? I mean, it has been windy the past few days and you notice that when it is hot, but it's windy, it's kind of misleading. You, you don't perhaps feel the heat as much. Is there some danger there? Yeah, it's a good point. So over the last few days, it's yeah, certainly been very breezy, especially along the uh, Kent coast of uh, seeing winds at times really get quite strong for the time of year. But the winds will ease as we go through the weekend. So again, that will probably be a, another factor in why it's going to feel so warm um, across the weekend. So yeah, it's a good point. Even when it's windy, the sun this time of year is very strong. So you might not think it's uh, burning you but uh, uh, the sun is as strong as it gets across the UK this time of year so um, yes rest um, sun cream if you are planning to be out and about and you I think you'll certainly notice it over the weekend I think you feel very hot and also increasingly humid so it's not only daytime temperatures what you'll certainly notice it I think by night as well I think it might start to become a little bit uncomfortable to sleep and now we have a thunderstorm warning as well for parts of North Kent this weekend um they sort of coincide how does the hot weather then mean thunderstorms um so as we go through the weekend the 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 kind of extra energy from the heat what we're seeing and also because it's going to start getting humid as well so we've got lots of 
heat. We've got lots of moisture, perfect ingredients for thunderstorms uh, this time of year. So, yeah, so watch out for a few. They're going to be very hit or miss. I think the vast majority of us are going to remain dry uh, with plenty of sunshine. Um, but, yeah, if you do catch a shower, especially as you head towards the London area, um, it could potentially be quite uh, heavy and may well just see a little bit of disruption. But I, I would imagine most of us um, will stay dry as we go through the course of the weekend. Now, you may recall there were hundreds of wildfires during last summer's record-breaking temperatures in Kent and firefighters in the county are hoping to avoid a repeat of that over the next few months. Matt Debman is the Assistant Director for Response at Kent Fire and Rescue. We are looking forward to the uh, weekend and obviously the, the nice weather that brings, but at the same time we really urging people to be uh, safe when it comes not only to fires, um, which is, of course, what we all think about, especially when we reflect on the events of last year, um, but also around water safety. And that's something that we're really concerned about this time of year. Uh, in these temperatures, people tend to walk pets by rivers, lakes, um, and tend to go for a swim, particularly younger people. And it's really easy to get into difficulties in cold water. Um, so we're really urging people to think very carefully about what they do around water this time of year. Let's talk about fires though firstly because we've already heard in the past couple of weeks actually about some um, fires where either bonfires or barbecues have got a little bit out of control or put in uh, inappropriate places. Um, what advice have you got? What should people be doing and looking out for? Yes yeah, so it's kind of tempting to have bonfires at this time of year particularly with uh, the, the spring and the vegetation that we've got. People cut back their gardens and then tend to burn that away. We'd really encourage people not to do that at all because it's very easy for those uh, things to then spread to fences, sheds, other other areas of, sort of vegetation. So we really urge people not to not to have bonfires. If you are going to have a barbecue, we just um, ask people to make sure that they aren't up against fences, uh, aren't near any other um, sort of, uh, dry um, bushes, things like that, that that can it potentially spread to and, and kind of catch fire. And also, um, we've heard in the past about these disposable barbecues. If you're going out and taking them with you, can you just talk about those and how to deal with them and the best way to dispose of them? Yeah, disposable barbecues uh, can be a real issue for us, actually, um, because they tend to um, obviously get hot, including the underneath of them as well. People tend to uh, use them and then often leave them. Um, so they'll leave them in, uh, you know, on, on grassy areas, uh, which can then catch light to the grass and, and cause fires to spread. Another thing that people tend to do is to take disposable barbecues and put them in rubbish bins um, before they properly cool down, and that can cause um, fires as well. So we're encouraging people, if you do use disposable barbecues, make sure you use them in a place where it's not at risk of setting fire to any other grass. Um, and if you are finished with it, use some water, make sure you just put it out and then it's fully out and cool before you dispose of it in the household waste. You mentioned water safety right at the start, because although it's going to be hot, I mean, presumably the water is not going to be warm. We haven't had very high temperatures. In fact, it has been quite chilly. Is that one of the main concerns that people will jump into particularly cold water to cool off? Yeah, that is a real risk when it comes to um, entering the water. So we get what's called cold water shock. Um, so the body can uh, have a reaction where it, that means it's very difficult to swim. Uh, you can inadvertently take a breath when you go under the water, and that's the leading cause of drowning. Um, so the first instance, stay out of the water. If you do find yourself in the water, what we'd encourage people to do is to call for help, um, float on their back in the first instance because that saves energy. Um, and also, if you do notice anyone or indeed any pets or such like getting into difficulty, do think very carefully before um, jumping in to, to rescue people. We know people want to do that, but that can end up um, it's a leading cause of, of people getting into difficulty themselves. The main thing is to ensure you know where the person is, get help, dial 999 and ask for the fire service.
And I guess if you are heading to a beach and you do perhaps want to go for a paddle, it's always best to use ones where there are lifeguards on duty. I'm sure they're going to be around at this time of year now, aren't they? Absolutely. Of course, you know, make sure that you look out for the flags and, and where it is safe to swim, where it's not safe to swim. And attending a supervised beach is uh, always, um, you know, the, the best course of action. And despite it being so hot in Kent this weekend, you're being told not to go in the water at one of Kent's beaches. The Environment Agency's issued a warning for St Mary's Bay in Romney Marsh because of poor water quality. We're told an investigation is underway to find out the cause of the problem. Kent Online News. Some other top stories for you you in today's podcast and a search is underway following a sex attack on a train that was heading from Ashford International to Rye. The victim had been travelling to Camber Sands with friends on May the 27th when it happened. The suspect left the train wearing a black face mask. You can follow Kent Online on socials to see who police want to speak to. A boy's been injured in a crash involving a car and an electric scooter. Emergency crews were called to the high street in Ramsgate on Wednesday night. The youngster was treated at the scenes by paramedics medics while the driver was taken to hospital. A Dartford fishmonger and butchers has been given a zero star food hygiene rating after illegally imported beef jerky and rotting fish were found. Inspectors made an unannounced visit to Shands on High Street in April. Managers say massive improvements have been made since then. Now the issue of a Kent teenager who relies on medicinal cannabis to control a severe form of epilepsy has been raised in the House of Commons. Tegan Appleby from Ailsham used to suffer hundreds of seizures a day, but her condition has been significantly improved by the drug. However, she's not been able to get it on the NHS, which means her parents have to raise thousands of pounds each month. And now the private doctor who prescribes it is due to retire. Well, Tegan's MP, Natalie Elphick, spoke about it yesterday and received a response from Leader of the House, Penny Mordant. Here's what happened. Tegan Appleby is one of nearly 50 children who are reliant on medical cannabis to manage her severe epilepsy. Um, Since this was allowed on the NHS, only three children have access to it, as it is caught in a logjam between the Department for Health and local and national NHS services. But time is running out for Tegan because she cannot, going forward, get this medication through private prescription and funding, which she has done up to now as her private doctor is retiring. Can I ask my right honourable friend to have a government statement to see what steps are taken to urgently address this issue, which is of great concern across the chamber for a number of people with young constituents who rely on access to medical cannabis for severe epilepsy on the NHS, like Tegan? Well, I'm sorry to hear uh, about this case, and the Honourable Lady will know how to apply for a debate. I'm I'm sure many members would uh, want to attend if she did. But she is right to say that this is a time-sensitive matter for um, her constituent. I know that the Department for Health and the CQC have been working with private providers to ensure that there is continuity of care for uh, patients affected by the retirement of their current prescriber. So I will write today on the Honourable Lady's behalf to the department and ask that officials immediately contact her office uh, to see uh, uh, whether the work that they have been doing there can assist her constituent in this matter. Uh, This this young person should have access uh, to the medical care that, that they need. Kent Online reports.
Strikes by refuse workers in part of Kent have been suspended while pay talks take place. Staff in Canterbury, Whitstable and Herne Bay were due to walk out for a fortnight on Monday. The GMB union are going to hold discussions with Canon Co, who run collections for the council. Investigators still haven't found out what caused an explosion at a flat in East Morling that left three people injured. Emergency crews were called after it happened at the property on Catling Close in February. Firefighters couldn't work out why it happened. The family have since been rehoused and the property is being made available to rent. Meantime, a house in Wateringbury has been damaged after sparks from a brazier spread to a skip. Crews were called to tackle the flames just after 10 yesterday morning. They say no one was injured but are urging us to be extra careful, especially with the hot weather forecast for the weekend. This is actually one of our most read stories on the website because drivers faced a 38-mile diversion route this weekend as roadworks are carried out on the A2 near Dover. Essential carriageway repairs and maintenance will be taking place between Whitfield and Lydon and it's between 8pm and 6am from Saturday until Monday morning. Do head to the story on the website to see details of that diversion. Plans to expand a 400 home development near Canterbury have re-emerged. Developers are hoping to build an extra 32 properties on the edge of Thannington just north of the largest site. The County Council objected to the idea first time around because they were worried about traffic. We're told a decision is due in August. Next today, and an historic building on the Isle of Sheppey has been brought back to life thanks to an incredible restoration programme. The Dockyard Church in Sheerness has been derelict for the past 20 years and also suffered a devastating fire. But a programme to bring it back into use means it'll now be used by company startups. It's cost just short of £10 million, with half of that coming from the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Will Palin, who's actually the son of TV star Michael, is chairman of the Sheerness Dockyard Preservation Trust. What we've done is try to marry the historic building with a new interior. So we have beautifully restored the exterior of the building. And then inside, we've left the building as found, so the walls are uh, bare brick. And we've inserted this very lightweight but beautiful new structure. So it really is a sort of collision between the modern and the traditional, but um, I think it works. I don't think there's anything more exciting than this in terms of a, uh, a restoration project, pretty much anywhere in the southeast. So I think Sheffield has got something which is world class. And uh, I, I, I really hope that. Um, one in the island is really proud of it. And you can see pictures of the building by heading to the story on the Sheppey pages of Kent Online. Kent Online reports. Kent's biggest Pride event takes place in Canterbury this weekend and for the first time it'll be happening over two days rather than just one. There'll be a parade through the city tomorrow before acts take to the stage in Dane John Gardens and this year actually marks the 50th anniversary of the very first Pride event in Kent. Well I've been chatting to one of the organisers of Canterbury Pride, John Fitter-Harding. We've got some huge names um, appearing on our main stage. You know, you've got the likes of Liberty X, um, Danny Beard, winner of uh, season four drag race, Katie Baser, who has just done songs with Joel Corey and Sagala, uh, Bag of Chips, obviously she'll be back. She's a, a Canterbury favourite. But we've also got um, Leighton Williams, um, Lafil, uh, and our, our resident drag artist, Dame Jane as well. So, it's it's a packed filled weekend and it's not to be missed.
And how would you describe it as far as who comes along? It, I've been there before. It has a real family feel, doesn't it? It's some, There's something for everybody. This year, it's not just uh, about going across two days. We're actually increasing the footprint of the event as well. So we're going into uh, some of the, into Watling Street um, and we're creating a new kind of secret garden area, but we've got loads of kids funfair rides to increase that kind of family feel. We, you know, we've designed our pride to, in, you know make everyone feel comfortable coming uh it's family friendly I, my two kids absolutely love it they'll be there um probably going on the fire engine again after they do every single year um and it's just nice you know even my my children's um teachers come with there and that's a really lovely thing for them you know and that starts a conversation with you know the kids in their class as well it's it is brilliant absolutely i mean my daughter's 14 and and she's never thought oh that guy's with that guy, that's weird, or that girl's with that guy. It's just normal, isn't it, for, for that yeah, generation? It, it, and isn't that so refreshing, don't you think? It is. It's so refreshing. You know, I've my children are five and six, and, you know, their friends call me Daddy John because that's what my kids call me. Um, I have to remind them that my name is just John. <laughs> it's more, yeah, they're more than welcome to just call me that. Um, but it is. It, it's really nice. And that's where I'm hoping, you know, in this new kind of this next generation that, it's just not even a conversation. And that, how amazing would that be? And it just becomes, you know, pride just becomes a celebration. That's that's the aim. And so let's hear from one of those who will be taking to the stage in Canterbury at the weekend. Kate has been chatting to Theresa May, who starred in season three of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Uh, I'm so excited. You know what it is? It's pride season. There's nothing that I love more than a pride event. And Canterbury always has such a beautiful lineup and it's always such a good vibe. I'm very excited just to reunite some with some of my friends who are performing on the night and just to meet up with an incredible audience that are there just to celebrate who they are. Like, I know it's the, the energy is going to be unmatched. And what does it mean to you? you? You mentioned there about Pride Month. What does it mean to you to be to be able to perform at these events to these people that, that you love and that love what you do? You know what it is? We, we, we as drag queens, we, we get to see a lot of of the community celebrating and having a good time because that's what what that's what we do. People come to see us to disconnect, to have a, a good night, to come and see a good show. But there's something different about Pride because oh, they I don't know, people in the community always bring someone along, some allies, some other people that maybe don't feel as comfortable going out in the nightlife. And I think these Pride events really create a really lovely safe space for everyone. And you can see that in everyone's faces. Everyone is there to have a good time. And and it's the one month that I think some people allow themselves to be a little bit more themselves. So you can see that and you feed with that energy and it's just like, it's it's beautiful, it's rejuvenating. <laughs> now you mentioned it before, you're gonna meet up with some of your friends, uh, Just May is there, Twist and Pulse. Uh, you know, th these people, obviously you know them very well from the circuit. Is it just gonna be a big party atmosphere? What the vibe, what's the vibe gonna be like? It is, people don't realize we are all actually friends. And and sadly, we, we've all been on drag, although we've been on drag, sadly we don't get to hang out as much as we would love to. So. We gig a lot by ourselves. And the beautiful thing about Pride is that all these beautiful lineups get you to hang out. And I'm excited to be backstage with all of them and chat about how it's going, just exchange all these thoughts on, on how the community is moving forward, just what they are doing on their hand. And just like, 
Instagram and stuff is in Twitter is nice to see people there, but there's nothing like just hanging out with your colleagues and, and having a good time in person. So I'm very, very, very excited. And our sister radio station KMFM will be closing the first day of Canterbury Pride with floor filler anthems live from Dane John Gardens from Seven. Elsewhere, TikTok stars Matthew and Ryan are going to be in Dover later to celebrate the launch of their new book. Love is Love is a guide to coming out for young LGBTQ plus people. Money raised at the event will help fund Dover Pride and be used by Future Foundry, which encourages diversity, innovation and talent. Rochester is expected to be especially busy this weekend for the Dickens Festival. It's taking place over both days with parades of costumed characters along the high street. And this year's event also marks the end of the very first ever Medway Literary Festival. And finally, Rag and Bow Man is going to be in Kent this weekend. He's performing at Margate's Dreamland on Saturday as their summer series of music gigs gets underway. If you are going along, some good news if you're travelling southeastern. Say they'll be running trains later than normal. Kent Online Sports. Cricket first and Kent will be desperate to end their poor run of form in the T20 blast later. The Spitfires welcome Hampshire Hawks to Canterbury tonight. They've been on a run of five defeats and play gets underway at 6.30. On to football and Chillingham are set to unveil their new kit today and there are rumours they could announce a new signing as well. Fans have been speculating that Cheltenham striker Alfie May could be joining the squad at Priestfield. As far as the kit is concerned, the Jills will have a new shirt sponsor after ending their involvement with MEMS. Well, do head to the sports pages of Kent Online for the very latest. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Plus, you can get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk Whilst you're on the site today, don't forget to check out the latest review from our secret drinker, plus head to the What's On pages for details on everything going on in the county over the weekend. Hope you have a fantastic one in the sunshine. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.